can I get your opinion on something before we're done today? Of course. Um, what are your thoughts on me mm-hmm. with clear glasses? Strong no. No. <laughs> no. Why? Nope. What's so wrong with about them? I feel you... like they look fine on my face. I don't know what they look like on your face, but you are not the kind of person who would wear clear glasses. I feel like graphic designers wear clear glasses. Yeah, are you a graphic designer? Actually, I mean... yeah, you are. <laughs> what am I saying? You're very good at that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, Jordan Jones hates them. Yeah, I am with Jordan Jones. I think they're terrible. I'm sorry to all of our listeners out there who wear clear glasses, but that's wrong. I want listeners to weigh in. I want to vote. I want to know, can I wear clear glasses? Yeah, and... So many people are going to be like, you can do whatever you want, Annie. It's great. You can wear clear glasses if you want. And, like, I'm going to tell you straight up, you're wrong. I mean, okay. No one should wear them. They're terrible. Like, I... They are awful. If you wear clear glasses, you should feel bad. Welcome to episode 122 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I have a lot of books in my home. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And I should say that many of the books in my home came from The Bookshelf. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> um, we're talking about buying and borrowing books. Buy or borrow. We're doing this because somebody wrote us an email. Which we like. Please um, write us all the emails. Please give us episode ideas because this is episode 122. We never thought it would get this far. <laughs> that was my wheeze laugh. Did you hear it? I heard it. It was so genuine. No one ever told you life was going to be this way. Oh, so true. Um, also, we're tired. So tired. Um, Sarah Valentine, a listener from nearby what Tallahassee, Florida. I know. Wrote us and said, I am loving your podcast, and I love your store. Thank Great. you. And I'd love to hear you talk about what books you keep, and if you always buy books, or do you ever borrow them from the library? Mm. A legitimate question. I love reading books, and I want to support authors, and I have to balance that with a small budget and a very minimalist aesthetic. I don't really keep any books just for reading, though I have a huge cookbook and gardening book collection. Would love to hear you and Chris chat about this topic. Yeah. Um, Thanks, that's Sarah. That's a great question. It is a great question. I think both of us want to give the caveat that we don't know what a minimalist aesthetic yeah, looks like. Yeah, that's foreign to my whole world. Right. Because, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, our homes both are kind of just books everywhere. Yeah, we're currently <laughs> recording this in, in my apartment, and it's like there's one bookshelf next to us and another three bookshelves behind us and then another one behind that and, and then just an, stacks and an end table full of ARCs and then the table that we're recording on my dining table is full of research books from the library yeah and then also my um what's that called the coffee table coffee table <laughs> my coffee feet <laughs> table um is full of things that I just finished um, so yeah. There are also books under my bed. Chris is drowning in books. <laughs> and I can't judge him because we often record in my home, which is also just books. I have found Those a way are to... mostly all on shelves. And I've found a way to decorate with yeah. them. That's the only difference yeah. is you'll see them under lamps. Like, 
oh, this looks nice, but it's just because I couldn't fit them on my bookshelf. Right. You think it looks nice. I know that it's because I don't have room. Um, <laughs> so, so we are not subscribers to the minimalist aesthetic. Right. All due respect to Marie Kondo or, or whatever her name was, like books bring me joy. And so they're going to stay in my house. They're staying. Um, but I think the question is a legitimate oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Because the budget part, yes. I do resonate. That does resonate that with I me. really, really get. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I thought I think it would be beneficial to talk about buying versus borrowing books. So when did you first start amassing a library, a personal library? When I was a child. Yeah. So I both received an allowance, and then I also started working at a pretty early age. And I, with the exception of saving up $100 to buy a boombox with a CD and tape player, mm-hmm. uh, I mostly spent my money on books. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, my mom complains because I have children's books underneath my childhood bed at home that I haven't brought into my adult home yet. Um, because I bought American Girl books. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton. You know how some kids are, like, super into stuffed animals? I had, like... An American Girl doll that I received every Christmas, and then books, just books. Um, so I began collecting books as a kid, mm-hmm. and and it hasn't really stopped. I mean, I, you know, I'm not. I don't think I overdo it. Like I don't think I'm not a hoarder when mm-hmm. it comes to books. Like I try really hard to just keep books that mean something to me. Um, but I have always been a book buyer, even more so, and I love the library. Like, I love the local library, but even as a child, I loved I loved going to a bookstore. Yeah. I really did. What about you? I think, yeah, definitely as a child, too, but I don't have most of those books here with me either. I, right. They're at my parents' house. Yeah. All the children's books, obviously, because what I'm, I, don't, right. I don't have room to bring all my children's books. Right. Even though I love them, and when I go home, I do reread them. Yeah. Um, but I think starting with some of my chapter books, most of which are still at home too, some of which I like regrettably sold in a moment of like, I need to get rid of all my things. Yes. Um, which I regret. Yeah. Honestly, I do. So maybe that's, that's the core of what we're going to talk <laughs> about here. Um, but do I do right behind you have my like, or my mid nineties scholastic editions of the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Um, which I love. And I think those are, those are probably the ones that I have here that I've had the longest, mm-hmm. about 20 years. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, as an adult, I guess, I mean, it's just so hard for me to designate because I just, I like I said, bought books as a kid, mm-hmm. as a teenager, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, I remember distinctly um, going with a group to Barnes & Noble um, here in Tallahassee as a high school student, and I was with a guy, a guy, and the guy was like, what did you just do? did you just sniff that book? And I was like, <laughs> I did. Because I love books, like, and I and I bought them, and I, I, I'm a very tactile person. Yeah. Like, I, so they mean something to me. Their smell means something to me. Um, but then post-college, I guess, is when I started buying right. even more right. <laughs> books. I, I hesitate to say buy my own books because I did that in college, too. Um, and to this day, there are college textbooks I don't get rid of. Oh, yeah. Like, I wrote in those, and I took notes. No, all of my books have my notes in them. They're they're my children. Right. Um, they have, like, a piece of me inside of them, right? Yeah. It's my, my whole brain. Um, I don't know. I In high school is when I started, I think, buying adult books for myself. Mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember buying... 
uh, Great Gatsby after we read it in high school. Because that's the weird thing about high school, at least my high school, where they, they, they gave us the books, even in English. Oh, my high school did not. Okay. So I even have those, like, that I bought myself. Oh, and... see, like, we read To Kill a Mockingbird and The Great Gatsby and, like, all those classics that I didn't own until oh, snap. college. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just said snap. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Um, so yeah, late high school and then through college, I lived about a half mile from not even maybe a quarter mile from a Barnes and Noble in college. Yeah, and I would just walk there. Yeah, and it was dangerous because I would always leave with something, and I didn't have much disposable income. Yeah, um, so I started amassing a library in college, and also like being an English major and being in a great books program. Right? And it was just so many books every semester that I had to get, and now they're all here. Yes, because exactly. Because they've become my library, and they're all important to me. Absolutely. And they all have my notes in them. So I guess maybe maybe a question we should ask is, when do we use a library then? I use a library for research. So you use it for, like, academic. Yeah, so, like... I have here the erotics of consolation, desire and distance in the late Middle Ages, which I don't feel like I need to buy. <laughs> That's fair. Um, or claustrophilia, the erotics of enclosure in medieval literature. Oh. I'm sorry that those were the two that were on <laughs> sorry top. Sorry that those were on top. Grief and gender, 700 to 1700. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That seems good. Yeah. Mallory and Christianity, essays on Sir Thomas Mallory's Mort Arthur. Mm. That one I actually bought. Um, that's that's a good collection. It was on sale when I went to a conference last week, two weeks ago. But so you you primarily utilize a library for research purposes. Yeah. So before, how should I say? Like before bookshelf. I remember one book, one novel, that I borrowed from the library okay. ever that I read. Really? Yeah. Even as a kid. Even as a kid, I never got fiction books. I got like science books. Okay. So it was always research. Interesting. Yeah. So I love libraries. Um, Thomasville has a great library. It's very small. And so I remember walking into Thomas County Public Library with um, Sydney, who used to work for us. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, where's the second floor? Oh, Sydney, this is a small town. <laughs> this is it's it. just the one floor. But for a small town, Thomas County Public Library is stellar. Mm -hmm. I do not utilize Thomas County Public Library because I own a bookstore. Right. Um, in Tallahassee, I did often use the library. Um, and my kind of designation was, I'm going to buy my book club books, because I was in a book club mm -hmm. in Tallahassee. So I kind of bought one or two books a month. And then anything else beyond that, I tried to check out from the library. Because I also love spending time in the library. Sure. So I would... I love being in the stacks. Yes. So like I would leave work and go to the downtown library. Also, I grew up in Tallahassee going to branch libraries, mm -hmm. so there was something so fun and adult about going to the downtown public library. Like, it right. just made me feel right. like I have grown up. Like, I get to go to the public library. The big one. The big one. Um, and that's the one that I mostly know. Yeah. I think the only one I've been to. So, right. So if you grew up in, like, other parts of Tallahassee, you go to your branch library, which are equally lovely, mm -hmm. but there was something really special about this big library. And we've got those, like, where I'm from, too. I always went to the Delray Beach branch, mm -hmm. which actually may have been its own. The weird thing about Palm Beach County is it has a, a county library system, but then there are also city libraries. Oh, that's unusual. It's super strange. So, like, the West Palm Beach Public Library is not connected to the Palm Beach County library system. Interesting. But it's also a really good library. Yeah. Um, libraries are so uh, yeah. wonderful. So, so when I say that I buy most of my books, I think 
a lot of that has to do with my current life stage. Right. So I own a bookstore mm-hmm. and I do, as we have talked about here, and I'm very careful with them, but mm-hmm. I do borrow. I also read an inordinate number of ARCs yeah. and galleys. And yes. so why am I going to buy it? And also like think about the things that you're reading and things that you need to read to do your job. Right. Those are not things you can get from the library. Correct. Like I'm having to read really current stuff that a lot of people have holds Right. Um, and may for several months. Exactly. I will say, and perhaps this is another way we can word it, especially since you and I, like I'm looking at your giant stack of ARCs. Mm-hmm. How do you choose which books to keep, I guess, maybe is another question. Because I feel like um, Sarah really asked, like, she she doesn't keep a ton of books. I, I will say, Sarah, I cannot understand keeping nothing but cooking and gardening books. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing that you read. I just... Because I, I cook a lot, and my cookbook shelf is like half a shelf yeah and I don't I'm not a huge rereader but I am a very nostalgic reader so Mm -hmm. like I remember where I was when I read the book I like to write that in the front cover I even if I don't reread it I will frequently pull a book off the shelf to look up a certain Mm -hmm. line or a paragraph or like I remember writing something in the margin here let me find whatever that note was exactly so I guess for us maybe it's why do we keep certain books and which books do you get rid of and like i said i have a really hard time getting rid of books yeah you have that regret and guilt i do i have that regret and guilt and now i don't even remember what was in that box yeah which makes me sad yeah because i brought it to one of those like used bookstores that gives you store credit for turning in books and then i like bought some other things with with that money but it was all things from my childhood and it was probably things that were not super important to me, but now I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, so I have that weird guilt. Um, in terms of what do I keep, what do I give away, I rarely give away. I rarely lend, because mm-hmm. when you lend, you give away. Oh, yeah. There is no such thing as lending a book. I, I'm sorry. That's yeah. that's false. Um, <laughs> in I, fact, except, I stopped doing that, and I just give away. Uh, yeah. I don't lend. I think except among like the closest of friends. Yeah. And even still sometimes I was, then. I was about to say, mm, I don't know. I just give away because I don't. Yeah. There's no point for me. No, I get that. Even with ARCs though, like there are several that I've like stopped reading halfway through because I'm just not into it and they're still here. You still keep them? Yeah. I did have to stop doing that because I was drowning in them. And I probably once every three months look at my stack, which I have arranged in order of release date. And I, Smart. and I look and see, and I'm like, if I haven't read these by now, I'm not going to read them. Yeah. And so I take them and I distribute them to little free libraries mm-hmm. in Thomasville. Um, or occasionally I will do like an Instagram giveaway of one I really loved. Mm-hmm. So I will keep an ARC if like it is meaningful to me. Like I think I kept Modern Lovers because mm-hmm. I really liked that book and it was just as good. Like it had the same eye-catching cover that the right. hardback had. Like I'm not letting go of Lincoln and the Bardo. Right. <laughs> Even though it's an ARC, like right. it doesn't matter. The not text is beautiful mm-hmm. and still there. Um so I do keep some ARCs forever. Like mm-hmm. they're on my shelf. They become just my like, shelf book. Yes. Yeah. Um but if it's one I feel ambivalent about I'll um, give it away, or if it's one I got multiples of, which sometimes yeah. happens, I'll give those away. I should start doing that. Um, and then I, Somebody's... yeah, and I even do giveaways like on Instagram, which is kind of fun because then somebody else gets a book. And for them, an ARC or a galley is a treat. Like for right. us, it's... it feels like <laughs> old news, which is sad. It's, to be fair, I still do get excited about I still get very ones. excited <laughs> yeah. about the ones 
Like when It Devours, yes. the Night Vale book came in, I, 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 I shrieked. Exactly. I made some kind of sound. So you, well, and there's one, like, I loaned Hunter an ARC recently. I think it was the Senator's Children, and mm-hmm. I was like, give this back to me. I like, I don't want right. this to be given away. I did that with The Wanderers. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but in terms of books I still buy mm-hmm. now, I either buy books I know I'm going to write in, like books I know I want to make notes in. Right. Um, I'm buying the new David Sedaris book. Yeah, me too. Because I love David Sedaris, mm-hmm. and we got signed copies. So signed copies are a great place to start True. if you want to own books. And also, I will frequently buy, especially now that I know I have the option to borrow from the bookshelf, um, I will frequently buy a beautiful book. So, like, I didn't know if I was going to love it, but I had heard good things. I bought The Folded Clock. That's exactly the one I was thinking of. (laughs) So I bought it because it's gorgeous, and I had heard good things, um, but I also hadn't read it in advance. Like, like I didn't read it before it came out. Mm -hmm. I didn't sneak it away from the store and read it first. Like, I bought that sight unseen. Um, I also try to buy something at any indie bookstore I go to. That drives Jordan nuts. Um, But I get it. Because he's like, oh, you could get that yourself. And so I try not to get a book we already stock, but I try to buy um, a book. Like, I went to Sundog Books probably two or three months ago, and I bought a book because I felt like I would want them to do the same thing if they came to Thomasville. And I want to support somebody. I know how hard it is now. Like, I want to support that. Um, So I think if you're shopping independently, which I know I'm obviously a bias source, but that's when I would buy a book. If it's got a beautiful, striking cover, Mm -hmm. which... Gosh, happens all the time now. We mm-hmm. were just talking about this on our Love It or Loathe It episode. I just feel like books have gotten prettier and prettier. Um, if it's a book you know you're going to take notes in, if it's a signed copy, um, or if it's just a book with a lot of meaning for you. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I am obviously a book buyer rather than a book borrower. Um but I still, like, even if I don't borrow from the library, I might borrow from the bookshelf, but not if it's something I know I want to write in. Um, or I'm also hard on my books. Like I bend them back. Yeah. I get them wet in the bathtub. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, if it's a book, I, that's another right reason I own, mm-hmm. um, is because I know I'm going to write in it. Or I I'm, know I'm going to write in yeah, that book. Yeah. Or I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I dog ear my books. Like I know I'm going to do that. So, yeah. um, I don't do that. It doesn't bother me. I just have so many bookmarks that yeah. I don't think about it. Yeah. But that, that's kind of why I buy instead um i also i don't know are there specific books that you don't buy i'm more prone to buy a hardback than i am a paperback Mm -hmm. though that is not always true Mm -hmm. um but i'm more prone to i'm ambivalent Uh, it depends how much i want the book when yeah if it's only in hardback and i want it i'm gonna buy it yeah uh what is a book that i wouldn't buy (laughs) um there is no such. Is there, book, is there a book you wouldn't buy? <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to. I was trying to figure that out too. Because I just named everything I would buy. I think the books that I wouldn't buy are also the books that I probably am not going to read. Right. Because I buy to read. Right. Like, I don't buy to sit on my shelf. Right. Um. And and I'm again I'm not a rereader. I am a rereader. Which is another reason to buy. At this point in my current life stage, I'm not going to buy a children's chapter book. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love Wolf Hollow, I think was the name of it. Mm-hmm. I read the ARC. 
beautiful, gorgeous cover. But you don't um, need it. But I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, I read it. I can sell it to some wonderful, adorable customers, but I don't need that. Right. Um, I loved Jennifer Smith's Windfall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's a YA novel. Great cover. Didn't buy it. Right. Felt no need to buy right. it. Um, option B, I sneaked away from the store and now I've got to buy my own copy and go back through and mark it up with everything I wanted to write in it. Did um, you at least take like post it? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. So I know, yes. And, I, <laughs> and I'm so visual too. Like I know where a uh, thing is oh, on absolutely. the page. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, option B is an example of one I, I would buy. Um, you know, another good way to look at it is if you do have, like, this minimalist, like, you don't want to be drowning in books, unlike the two of us, I guess one option could be, yeah, maybe you just buy a book a month. Mm-hmm. Or I know when we have traveled, it's not just indie bookstores, but, like, for example, when we did our big Florida road trip, we went to Books and Books in Miami, which is fantastic. And I think we went to the Coral Gables one. And I bought um, Vampires in the Lemon Grove. Yeah. And maybe, what's her other book? It's not Swamplandia. It's uh, St. Lucie's Home for Girls Raised by Wolves. Yes. Is that, whatever collection has the start of Swamplandia in it Mm -hmm. is the one I bought because I thought this feels like Florida, but I've already read Swamplandia, Mm -hmm. so I don't need to own it. Like, I already read it. I think I checked it out from the library years ago. Um, so I bought it because it reminds me of Florida. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's another cool thing, too. Like, buy a book that has to do with a place you've been. Like, if you only want a small collection of books, maybe not only are you supporting an indie bookstore, but you're taking away something that actually reminds you of a place. Yeah. So I think that's a that's another place to start. Um, I understand wanting, like, a super clean, dust-free home. <laughs> but as a book lover, I just don't know that that's ever the reality for me. No. Um, I do... That would feel too sterile to me. Yeah. A books very much make me feel at home. Right. In a place. And when I go oh, into a house... That quote? Oh, a, it's that Cicero a quote. house without books is like a room without windows. Yeah, yeah. or a body without a soul. Mm. I, I think that's one too. Um, and I believe... I really do believe that to be true. I trust somebody more if they have books in their house. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know, okay, you're my people. Like, if I can't see a book... Oh, the first thing I do when I go to somebody's house is look at their books. Yeah. See what's on the shelf. Because, like, on some level, what somebody has read is, is who they are. It's yeah. a part of them, right? Yeah. So, I respect, like, I understand the impetus behind keeping cooking books and gardening books because those are really those beautiful. Those are pretty. Yeah, I get it. Um, but, I think if you also, like, can you... I think this would be so special, and this is unrealistic for me, but I think, like, buying one beautiful hardback book a month, like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why that book a month club, book of the month club exists and has existed for centuries is because, <laughs> well, not centuries, but decades. <laughs> that book of the month club, and they really do great selections. Indie bookstores like ours, we yeah. do a we book do a month, book month club, club um, which we're currently revamping. We're revamping, and I'm super it's excited. Gonna super it's going to be so we're good. We're all very excited. About um, it. So that's going to launch and you in will August. Be too. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be so happy. Um, so, to me, that's another like she said. Uh, Sarah specifically said she wants to support authors. Right. She wants to support right. indie bookstores. So maybe it's a book a month. Um, for me, years ago, that meant my my book club book was the mm-hmm. one I bought because that was the one I knew I was going to write and take notes in. Right. Um, but I think that, I don't know, I like having books in my house, and so I'm probably the wrong person to ask, but I feel like if you know you're going to write in it, 
if you know, if the cover is beautiful, why wouldn't you want it on your shelf? <laughs> um, then I think, then I think they're worth buying. If it's one that's outside your typical genre, maybe that's one you borrow because you mm -hmm. don't know if you're going to mm -hmm. love it. And sometimes you borrow and then you buy. Yes, that, I've done that many times. That one novel that I read from the library several years ago was Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Um, and I ended up buying it a few years later because I wanted to read it again. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't have it. Right. Why don't I have it? What's wrong? And I couldn't remember that you had borrowed that it. I had borrowed it. It's the only book I ever took out from the library. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's true too. Like borrow first and let that, let that be your kind of system. Right. Where that way you don't own books you hate. Um, because that's dumb. And I, well, I, and I own plenty of those, but sometimes knowing that I hate the book. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is a reason to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have strong feeling, maybe if it's, if you're ambivalent about it. Well, and we can maybe talk about this sometime in the future too. Sometimes you don't hate a book when you read it the second time. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I want to talk about that for sure. Yeah. Let's, let's maybe talk about that next week. <laughs> yes. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, I hope we answered your question. I, I think it's a hard one for me personally yeah. to answer. And that's not, by the way, because I own a bookstore. No. <laughs> that's just because I, you walk into my house and there are books everywhere. I remember... And maybe that's why you own a bookstore. <laughs> yes. Emily <laughs> McKenna's little girl, Emily, who's on the podcast sometimes, she came into my house for like a party or a shower or something. And she was like, why do you have all these books in here? And on the one hand, I was like, yes, mm -hmm. goals. And then I was like, oh, why do I have all these books in here? And finally, I was like, well... Because I love books. Like, I, that's a huge part of who I am. Right. Wouldn't you be so disappointed if the bookstore that you loved, the owner didn't own any books? Oh. That's awful. Yeah. Like, that, that's gross. Or if they, like, only ever borrowed from the store and didn't you, take anything And didn't home. buy anything? <laughs> like, I, guys, I support the bookshelf. Drives Jordan nuts. Like, I, <laughs> I buy books from the bookstore. I think sometimes Jordan is like, why are you buying books from the bookstore? But uh, somebody's got to support the store so right because nobody else is <laughs> <laughs> might as well might as well be shh, don't talk Jordan um so yeah I I think maybe start off like with a book a month and books are so beautiful yeah. now you could have a really gorgeous just a couple of shelves in your home I understand if you don't want to have a ginormous bookcase I guess um, or, or five or five um, um and if you're not even sure where to start I know some pretty good booksellers who can who can show you what you might like and yeah. even if you're just looking for something pretty we know about those too yeah. and we're happy to happy to point them out to you and let the record show the pretty books out right now are also, are also good. good books <laughs> yeah they're <laughs> <laughs> they're just like it's not you can judge a book by its cover now you, uh, yeah you often can and yeah. like that's part of our job yes um, and I feel like the publishers, I've already said this before, they've really stepped up their game because of eBooks. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm never going to jump on the eBook train, um, because that's just not how I read. That's not how I learn, but I'll give you an example. I loved rabbit cake on audiobook. Mm -hmm. I also loved this is how it always is on audiobook. Mm -hmm. I thought those were fantastic. There's a part of me that I, I am sure in probably three to six months time, I'm going to buy those mm -hmm. because I listened to them and I bought them to listen to. Um, but I all like, it's like not having a good friend. Like it's like, Oh no, I'm, this I'm missing something. Good omens. I yeah. didn't know where it was. Right. Because I know looking back, I'll want to own that one. Yeah. And this is how it always is. It has a super striking cover. Right. So, it, so that'll be fine. That'll be good. And yeah, Sarah, I hope we answered your question. 
we were probably the wrong people to ask. I know. <laughs> I, I hope, I feel like we did though, because it sounds to me like Sarah wants a good way to support bookstores and authors, but she also doesn't want to be drowning in books. Right. Chris and I are drowning in books, um, but... Mm -hmm. So maybe one a month, or maybe you even set up some kind of exchange program with a friend or something. Yeah. yeah. Where you, one of you buys and the rest of you borrow. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea, too. It's a, it's a, like, it's kind of a mini book club. It's a sisterhood of the traveling book. Oh, which I have, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I do that, where we buy a book, and then I write my thoughts, and then I ship it to the next person. Uh -huh. And at the end of the rotation of four, I receive the book I bought filled with their notes. It's amazing. I love that. I think that's an amazing system. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Sarah, you can borrow that idea, too. You can take that one. That one's free. You don't have to buy it either. <laughs> um, okay, I would love other listeners' thoughts on this topic. Yeah, please. They can email you. Yes, please write me with your thoughts, your comments. Tell me about what your system is. We would love to know. Find me at inventory at bookshelfthomasville.com. And thank you for supporting your local libraries. They are important, They too. are important. Um, as much as we like to joke about having, like, a Parks and Rec antagonism with the library. It's not that's true. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's not true. Um, yes. Thank you for supporting your local libraries. They are important. And thank you for supporting indie bookstores like ours. Um, to continue supporting us, you can listen to full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website. That's bookshelfthomasville.com. And you can buy books that we have talked about. You can even be a member of our Book a Month Club if you go to bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. And as always, you can find us on social media, on Instagram or on Twitter, at BookshelfTville. You can see what's going on in the store, behind the scenes, see what kind of events are coming up. Things that you might be interested in, author events, signings, or just some fun things like an iced tea tasting, which we did a few weeks ago and was just so delightful. Super wonderful. Um, good way to find out about those things is to follow us on social media. So check us out. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week.